Hey, hey, Skip Bayless, you number four, we number three. It's so good. Now we down to 33. (laughs) What is up, Sims and Lefko Podcast in the house, getting ready for week four. Um, And I am going to call the last week Hubris Week. And what I mean by that is I was so gosh darn cocky about some (laughs) of the games and I have never had my confidence shaken more than last week. You were hilarious on Sunday because oh, I, don't, I don't know football anymore. I don't get it. I don't know what to say. How do you explain these things? I don't even get I don't understand. What was, was your stone cold lock of this week? Just so we could throw hold that on. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> I was so certain that Arizona was going to get over that West Coast, East Coast thing and beat Buffalo. I was so certain that Pittsburgh was going to stomp Philadelphia. And... None of it happened. And I looked at you and I said, what the heck? And then I looked back at a text from my dad who during the week said, Adam, he said, no, he said, son, football is an oblong shape. It bounces weird ways. (laughs) And I was like, there needs to be more of an explanation. And I am still looking for it. And I, to, for me, for the, for the Panthers to lose, for Arizona to lose, for Pittsburgh to lose, I thought those were the guarantees in the NFL. But even the guarantees sometimes don't come through, man. It's crazy. No, it's it's as I've told you a few times this week, it just the league is so close. And I don't think people can really understand it until they're out there and in it all the time. Uh, that even the bad teams have scary players. Exactly right. Yes. It's just it's the way it's set up and the rules and the 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 guess the the advantages to the pass game. Uh, a few pass interference calls, one bad mistake on your part, and all of a sudden, the Detroit Lions Green Bay game is oh the perfect gosh. example. It's it's seven to nothing right away. Green Bay goes down the field. Detroit gets the ball. They go right back. It's 14, thir- 14 to three. They don't get a touchdown. They get yeah. a field goal. Oh, it's seven to three. Excuse me. Then Green Bay gets it. They go right down the field again. It's fourteen to three. Here comes Detroit. Here comes Detroit. They're on the thirty yard line going in again. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron gets gets a ball that hits him in the chest. He bumbles it, b- bobbles it. It ends up becoming an interception. Uh, and now, oh, it's twenty-one to three instead of t- fourteen to ten. Yeah, or even fourteen to six. Yeah. Either way, and then there you go. So then, and then the next drive, Detroit has a bad little series where they go three and out, and Aaron Rodgers makes the most unbelievable incomplete pass I've ever seen this year. What are you talking about? We're forgetting about this play, but I rebounded like 50 times today when I was – What is uh, it? It was unreal. The bad pass interference call where the feet got tangled up at the goal yes. line. Yes. So now they go up 20 the, – the amazing thing was he threw the ball 75 yards in the air and nobody talked about it. It's unbelievable. He, he threw was, it 75 He was yards. running to his left. He stopped – Pulled up and threw it to a one-on-one matchup all the way downfield. On, like, the one-yard line. And they tangled feet, and it was a horrible call. Horrible. And now it's first and goal from the one, and now it's 28 But he threw it 75 yards 75 yards. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever. Man. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, how did you do in your picks this week? Were you, do you, were you shocked by some of the results? I was shocked by some of the results. So, yeah, my brother and I do the 3-2-1 pool yeah. uh, for the past couple of years together. We picked the Bills as our, as our three-point team because we go with Cousin Sal every week, and that ended up being the only team that we got because we bet on Cincinnati to cover. And then, uh, and then we bet on the Panthers to, to cover, and the Panthers, uh, they lost by two scores. I, it was such a crazy week. Eli Manning turned into Kirk Cousins and threw away that game. Uh, the Dolphins should have lost to the Cleveland Browns. Um, the I'm looking at these other games here. The Rams score 37 points. 37 points with that offense in Case Keenum. Uh, the Jets, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws six interceptions, and they were literally in that game with three minutes left. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch on film, too. Just to go back, uh, the Chargers and Colts was my favorite game. And uh, I've been saying this all week, and I want to say it on the podcast. A lot of NBA fans have this phrase called NBA League Pass teams. And right. the Timberwolves have been that team. It's that medium team that they're just really fun to watch. 
That team, guys, if you're out there and you just want to watch football or you're, you're seeing it, the San Diego Chargers are the most entertaining team in football because it's Phillip Rivers for fourth quarter sitting back in shotgun and just drawing up plays in the dirt. I, I, there are times where they're up 14, 21 points, and he goes, no, no, we're going four wide, and we're throwing it. It's absolutely crazy. The only thing that made sense was one of my locks, Cowboys winning, and the Patriots somehow get it done. And there and there you were. The Cowboys was a lock. And the Bears got the ball in the 25-yard line going into score to make that not a lock there at the end of the game for your, at least your spread. Yeah. I know Pick'em, it was a lock. But oh, man. It was a seven-point spread, right? Yeah, it would have been and a And they lost by 14. It would have yeah. been a push. That would have killed you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because uh, I needed that money. But the Patriots, 27 to nothing. Jacoby Brissett. A four-day opportunity for Josh McDaniels to devise a game plan that is practically read option that allows Brissett to be comfortable. The defense shows you that Brock Eisweiler does not deserve $18 million a year, and it has people, really not people, really just Chris Sims, realizing that the conversation needs to change about Bill Belichick. What do you think now about Bill Belichick? Because you think greatest coach ever is not enough. No, I don't. And, I, yeah, I mean, to, to pub us a Bleacher Report, I did. I did a little social video. Like that's a, I guess it's on our Facebook page, right? It's on our Facebook page, yeah. yep. Uh, but, yeah, Bill Belichick, it, it's, it's, it, the debate is over. It's, and it's, it's over even between some of my NFL friends that I talk to. Like, it's not if he's the greatest coach ever. It's, he is the greatest coach. It's just by how much. And, yeah, I do think in the ultimate team sport that is rigged to be extremely close. Because of the salary cap. Salary cap, free agency, and then here we are for the 15th year in a row, and New England's one of the two or three best teams, and they've been in six Super Bowls, and they've won four of them, and they've been in, what, nine AFC championship games. They've won every AFC. There are so many variables in football, and yet that is the one constant, which is crazy to me. Yeah, so in my little video I said I think it's time we – it's no longer about coaches. We start putting them in the same breath as Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, all those type of sports icons because that's how dominant he has been. It doesn't matter. Brady, Garoppolo, Brissett, Castle. New England is amazing. That's That goes back to my argument. I do like it because it's justifying my Tom Brady is not one of the five best quarterbacks at 39 anymore. And I know people – Yeah. But it's just a fact of nature. You know, yeah, I, I think I could come out of retirement and they would we, – we could probably win a game with New England if they put me in there. Do you really believe that? I do, yes. That not that Give crazy? Give me a few weeks to practice, and I do, yes. Man. Right. And the thing that's so interesting is these coaches are coaching all year round. They're in there till the wee hours of the morning, and they're wee hours late. What is it that he's doing, do you really believe, that is so different? Is it truly something that he has that no one else has? Is it that God-given ability to see the holes and to figure out it right away? Like, what is it? Because I imagine Bruce Arians is in there till 2 in the morning, right. and I imagine that Sean Payton's in there till 2 in the morning. I, I think the first thing is, is uh, Belichick's ability, his pragmatic view of the game, first of all, and – his ability to really outthink people, period. That's all it is. That's where it starts. His ability to be rational about what he thinks his team is and then to be rational about what he thinks his team can stop about so the other is, team. So he is eternally critical of what he is. No doubt. And as much as we talk about, oh, these other coaches work so hard, which NFL coaches during the season, there's not a harder oh. job. I mean, I'm sitting here trying to watch every football but game. But he outworks Just them all. It. He How? outworks them all. Because it's just he has no life, he doesn't care, and they have a machine up there in New England that is unmatched because he's had years and years to perfect mm, it, the scouting, it. everything. There's no There's no wasted turn. motion. No, I mean, we waited on a bus one time because he wanted to rec- – the, the, the bus was – I wasn't going on the bus because they used to leave me at home. But they were going. <laughs> and I was like, man, you guys were supposed to pull out of here like 30 minutes ago. And I wanted to pull out so I could go home on yeah. the day. I was like, damn, I want to go home. So can they get the hell out of here? And the buses were still out front. And I was like, what's going on out there? And, oh, Bill wanted to download the TV copy from when we played this team four years ago because he wants to be able to hear, see if he can, on the TV copy, hear some of the checks from the quarterback. So he could tell. It's just never enough. It's it's unbelievable. Wow. The scouting is unbelievable. His vision of as far as what he th- like I said his team can do, and you're just not going to outthink Bill. It's just really all there is to it. Man, 
So yeah. what can you do? Because I can see Houston went into that game and they tried to play good defense and they tried to run the ball and they tried to just punt it and not take any risks and not beat themselves. And they got shellacked. Well, what, what can you do against well, the Patriots? I, I think, Is there a weakness? Have you seen a weakness in the Patriots at all? Mm, no, no. You I, haven't seen one yet? No, I, I can't say that there's a glaring weakness with them. No. They are the best team in football right now? In my opinion, They're your yes. number one? Yeah, I mean... And, and, Who do you have at number two? I mean, uh, number two, I would go with the Denver Broncos. I think so, too. Yeah. I think they're the most consistent football team. Right. Denver's not always going to be sexy because their offense is just not going to lead to that. And but, that's my lock of the week. But, that's, but the, when you were saying, what can you do? Yeah. That's where I was going to go with it. Like, I look at two teams who have always kind of been a thorn a in Bill's side, yeah. right? And one of them is now the Denver Broncos the last few years. Yep, they because they get after the quarterback. Well, they got a GM who's figured out how to work that part of the thing. And he, he's he realizes smart. what his team is. Yes. And he's got a coach who's kind of tough, and he realizes what his team is as well. He's a good identity builder. Right. So they have a little thing working there. Who's the other team that's kind of been a thorn in his side? Uh, there's probably two of them, one not as much, anymore, but the Baltimore Ravens have certainly Absolutely. been, again, very similar, right? We can scout. We got the right players to physically match up with Ozzie you. Ozzie is as good, if not better, of a linebacker, defensive lineman, offensive lineman evaluator right. than Belichick. Right. They're very close. Exactly right. And then and the, the trenches head, is everything. And the Giants would have been the other team with Tom yeah. Coughlin. That, you know, not right now. Is but it because Coughlin's just that detail-oriented as well? Yes, definitely. I mean, detail-oriented. And they're so not let a, me ask you, Josh yeah. McDaniels, yeah. where does he fit into this? Ooh, Josh McDaniels is – Giants was the last team you were going to say, right? Yes, yeah. Giants, yes. Uh, uh, but but uh, and I really wasn't thinking of the Giants originally. But but the the Josh McDaniels is. Do you think he'll leave for a head coaching job? I do. I think you watch week- out for him in Jacksonville next year. Really? Yes. They have an owner that likes to spend money. They got good stuff on that team. They are just so sloppy right now. Uh, actually, they got to think about. I wrote this in my notes today when I watched that game. They have to start thinking about a. A f- an answer at quarterback for next year. Yeah, he's bad. They have to start. Like Bortles is we really bad. We have two bad. years, and now we have three games. Yes, it's still the same bullshit throwing. It's bad decision making. Right. It's he can't throw short passes. No. He doesn't even throw that great of deep passes. No, he does he's not. not. He's not tough in the pocket. He pulls his eyes down very early. You know what? We don't take him. And you're exactly right. I'm so glad you said about the deep balls too, because that was the other thing. I'm watching it's the just game. Just Allen Robinson making him it, look it, good. It's it's f-ing Spider-Man hour. Every time yeah. there's a pass, it's Allen Hearns jumping up like with all legs. Spread and arms everywhere. Yeah. Allen Robinson doing the same thing. Yeah, it's over. I've seen enough. Yeah. He's worthy of being in the NFL, certainly, but he is towards the bottom of football. Trevor Simeon is much better than Blaine Gabbert. No doubt I mean, about excuse it. Excuse me, Blaine Gabbert. Well, guess what? Blaine Gabbert <laughs> is right up there with, with, uh, with Blake Bortles. You mean Glenn Babbert. Glenn Babbert, of yeah. course. Um, I want to get to one guy on the Jaguars, but I'm get to him in a second. Um, you, so that was the Patriots, so you don't have a hole in the Patriots. But I want to break down how the hell – Arizona, Pittsburgh, and Carolina lost because those were three of the top five. So I, cut, I watched all those. You watched all yeah. of them. So now I want to pick your brain. Right. Arizona loses to the Bills by fifteen points. Right. I look at Arizona and go, "We got a problem." Yeah. That offensive line doesn't look good. Right. They're soft. Right. And something's wrong with Carson Palmer. Right. That is from having not watched the film. Yes. What did you see on film? All right. Well, it has to – and I hate saying this. It starts with the quarterback. It starts with the quarterback. Can't win without the franchise. I wish people could see what his uh, neck looks like Because I get so sick that of that voice. crap. I also did a social video on that on Sunday. Chris, just tearing up social media yes, so far that's this what season. I do. That's what I does. Uh, but right away, Carson Palmer was in a funk to start the game. And this is really what I believe happened. I keep holding the microphone too close to my face, left go say. But they have the – they start the game out, and he's a little conservative throwing the ball. There's some people open downfield. Really? And I'm going, holy cow, let I just can't go. believe Carson and Bruce Arians wouldn't let it go. Because watching the game, he took a bunch of chances. So early. that's where I'm going. So exactly right. So that's the first two series. He kind of goes like, oh, I got Larry Fitzgerald in like the slot out route, but it's tightly covered. Let me be safe. Throw it outside. Oh, he just missed the completion. Yeah. He goes back. He looks at his Microsoft tablet and all that crap. And I'm sure they're like, hey, man, we got we shots got shot. down the field. Yeah. Rex changes his scheme a little bit, like the very next series. Did he play zone or man? He played a little. He did a great job of mixing it all, all up. He was That's back where to the Rex old is Rex. dangerous, man. And Carson threw a ton of balls into triple coverage. Just He made up his mind. Oh, I got a deep post here. I saw it on the sideline before. And he took some chances. Has Carson always done that? Uh, I, I can't say that he always has, okay. no. Uh, but then their offensive line was severely outplayed. 
There's no doubt about that. You said Kyle Williams of the Buffalo Kyle Bills Williams, is amazing. Kyle Williams and Jerry Hughes just absolutely dominated their offensive line. Mm. The offensive line for Arizona is something to worry about. I mean, it, it, they're they're not very good. They're not even – I wouldn't say they're in the top half of football. Um, and then defensive side of the ball, they did some good things. They hung in there for a little while. Matthew almost had that fumble recovery for a touchdown that would have made it a one possession game. Would have been game. very interesting, right. Yes. But then they let Tyrod – have a huge run for a touchdown at one point, and they got gashed in the running game a number of times. Really LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy. You've, you've realized that Deion Buchanan has gone from a game changer, a new position of safety turn linebacker, to a liability, you call it. A little bit today. of a liability, a lot of bit of a liability right so now. So do you expect – And the other thing that's hurting them is there's their front four is not – is dominant as Calais Campbell's in year nine. It's no yeah. longer year six or seven when he's yeah. in his prime. Frosty Rucker didn't play. Right. Which is, he's just a big dude. Right. Uh, but Chandler Jones isn't pushing people. No, I mean, Chandler Jones does a decent job on the edge. You see him out there, but They're you know. Dan Williams from two years uh, ago. Yeah, they, you know, they really, they have big people. I don't know why they don't play it a little closer to the vest at times. When I say closer that? to the vest, like. You don't always have to have all these exotic like slants and twists up front where little Steelers actually a little right. It doesn't always have to be that way. Some weeks you're just better than the other team. Why don't you just say, you know what, we're gonna win this and gap and you're Patriots gonna win too. Exactly right. Yeah, right. Uh, so Arizona, they were definitely a top five team. Do you think they're gonna get back there this season? I don't think they are. Wow, I do not. That's no. huge. I've Very been concerned. trendy Super Bowl pick before the season. But yes. I've been concerned about Arizona all preseason. I, and I think I, you could well, say that from preseason, and it really started. At the end of last year, it did. Yes, the Carolina game was scary. Right. The Green Bay game was scary. They got whooped by Seattle at the end of the yes. year. Yes, and that one was like, well, they took their foot off the pedal a little bit. And sure, and then the finger injury to Carson, but he hasn't looked good. And and look, I think David Johnson is a freak, but the man can't run between the tackles. I don't. Is I would, that me or is that real? Well, I, no, I, I would say there's just not a lot of holes between the tackles. Gotcha. You know? Okay, so Arizona. Taking on the top five. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Pittsburgh. Oh, I, I think I made Arizona number 10 in my power wow. rankings this um, week. Before we talk about Pittsburgh, we need to talk about Carson Wentz. We yes, need to we ta- do. You're singing because you Carson. know. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Eagles have their franchise quarterback. Yes, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people say, slow your roll. They beat they beat, whatever, then they beat Pittsburgh, but it's so early, blah, blah, blah. Your honest evaluation of Carson Wentz after that game. I don't even know how you could say slow your roll at this point. Like, it, it, to the people who say slow your roll, I want to say slow your stupidity. That's what I want to say. He's that good, huh? I mean, it just – I don't even care if he comes out and throws four picks this week. You've seen what this guy can physically do. You said last week that he's better at this stage than Andrew Luck. Definitely. And now – Yes, he's he has everything you want in a quarterback. He's smart. He's got generalship at the line of scrimmage. He'll stand in there and throw it. He can move and throw it like a Andrew Luck or a Big Ben. He's got a big arm. He's accurate underneath. He's he literally got touch throw. Think about any- the running to the right and just touching it out there the to Darren Sproles and hitting it on the run so he can run for, pass that went for 75 yards, whatever it was. My, right. my thing for you is the only negative that I've ever heard you say about him right. is you thought he was a little bit faster. Yes, I, you're exactly That's right. That's the only negative I've heard you say. Yeah, it is. It's the one thing every time now and then I, I see him break the pocket and I go, oh, gosh, he's going to run for 20 yards, and I go, oh, Gain a seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he kind of. It's to me. It's incredible to see. So, as a fan, right, we are very selfish as fans because we want our athletes to do their job and only care about the job. Right. And if you are a personality, yeah, we love the Odell Beckhams. But look at the backlash on Odell Beckham right now. Yeah, right. You're emotional. You're not paying attention. Shut up. Von Miller. We right. were saying it too. Man, he's doing Dancing with the Stars. Carson Wentz is the perfect athlete for the overbearing fan. Right. He's the perfect athlete. Johnny he's a professional. Nerd. Right. He's, study- he's studying his playbook on dates. He's upset. He literally will throw everything away. I'm a, I'm, me and uh, Adam Malament, one of the creators of the Game of Thrones, joke around that we're really worried when Game it goes of to, Game of Thrones. When it goes to his head and he starts dating like Ariana Grande <laughs> and he's like, he, t- he turns like Carson Wentz and he's like, hey, man. This kid ain't going he's to this not. kid's head. It's, this kid's a. This kid's a footballer. Right? And, and I think one thing that we talked about on last week's episode was the great coaches they have around him. Yes. So you have 
John DiFilippo, former offensive coordinator for the Browns, and they had good success. Frank Wright, former offensive coordinator of the Chargers, they have success. Doug Peterson with the, the uh, Chiefs. But the one thing that I said to you during the week was – Beyond just the the telling him mentally what he's got to do, you have three different play callers in there that when they're devising the game plan can come up with really creative stuff. Yeah. What they called against Chicago on the goal line right. with the tight end screen, screen right. and the the toss outside that Peters blocked, I John Gruden was like, I've never seen this before. Right. And then last week against the Steelers, they, they can dive into like three different playbooks. And, and I wonder, that's something that we've complained about so much with coaching is how everyone hires their friends right. or hire someone that they've worked with before. Right. And if you think about it, when you work with the same people, you talk about the same things all the time. Right. When you're with the same girl, you had the same conversations. Right. But when you have three different mindsets that can go, you know, I played the Steelers two years ago and you know what worked? Oh, that's funny. Three years ago when I played them and come, uh, it's look, I don't the think really good coaches have no ego and they're yes. smart enough to know that they are not the smartest person on the planet. Yes. And that's key... why Bill Belichick can have Josh McDaniels yes. and Charlie Weiss and have Dean Pease and yes. have the Ryans there and just do all those things. What's been he... incredible about the Patriots is he's been able to keep these guys for a long time. Right. Jim Schwartz will be gone. If not next year, the year after that, Jim Schwartz will be offered another head coaching job. I would, I would not so. be surprised if this offense goes well and there's another team that that's looking to draft a young quarterback, <coughs> Chicago, <coughs> I don't, any of those teams, Cleveland, yeah. not Cleveland as much because Hugh Jackson's the guy, but that goes, let's get Frank Reich. Let's get John D. Let's get a guy that can help groom one the way they did Carson right, Wentz. Right. So this is a good core of coaches I could see them losing. But on the Pittsburgh standpoint, I want to explain how the heck they fell off. Right. Beyond Simmons, beyond Timmons and Shazier getting hurt, what the heck happened uh, to a team that we thought was top? I thought they were the number one team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, listen, they, there's some holes there. You know, listen, they just didn't play their best football, and that happens on Sunday. And I even told you what my dad my dad did that game. My dad said he's told me uh, Sunday night after the game, he goes, you know, I, I was in Pittsburgh. He was with Pittsburgh on Saturday. He goes, Pittsburgh was highly confident that they were just going to go in there and steamroll the Eagles. So that yeah. happens in football. It really does. It, I forgot to ask. Tell the story about your dad and and practice. Oh yeah, uh, Carson Wentz. Yes, right. So uh, dad was just shocked with Carson Wentz because he just said, you know, every throw in practice is down the field on the money. You know, it, we always say the phrase TV doesn't do justice to his arm because the ball pops out of his hand. It's got a lot more pace on it. Uh, with guys like him and Joe Flacco, TV never does it because they're so big and they can do it so easy. It just you're just like oh that's not the hundred mile per hour fastball but it is they don't have that flair that like an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre had where yeah. you go oh they're laying into this one yeah um, but and then Fletcher, the Fletcher Cox. Cox Fletcher Cox you know comes into the meeting with my dad and he just goes hey man I mean you know usually when the offense is out of practice I mean the defense just goes on the sidelines and takes a knee and we kind of you know BS with each other he goes but. With Carson, we stand up and watch. Like we want to watch Carson. He's awesome, and we know it. And yeah. So I mean, that just tells you the vibe. And Fletcher comes Cox off. was awesome in that Steelers. Fletcher game. Cox, best defensive player in football right now. I just think back to the episode we taped. I think the week before the season started, when when the Bradford trade happened, and you were talking about being with Malcolm Jenkins and in Malcolm, Philly. And Malcolm, it's so funny. And he was devastated. Malcolm Jenkins was devastated because he didn't think that Carson Wentz was ready. Right and now, they're sitting there well, going, "What happens there?" They got too? a first on. They got a first round pick and a fourth round pick to allow themselves to, to play Carson Wentz. Wentz. Right. They got a first round pick to go. Yeah, we're gonna play this incredible From devastation. Yeah. They to were the lying defense. in the weeds about this all the time. You think so? I, I kind of know so. What do you uh, mean you know so? Well, I know so. I I came in here on a day in the summer, and I I did say to the NFL table that I had been told by one of the Eagles guys that they were saying all the right things by Bradford and trying to make him feel confident. But Carson Wentz was the man in OTAs, and, and I remember over. saying on this podcast, and I said this to a lot of people. Right. You're going to get out there, and the team is going to see what Wentz is standing next to Bradford and Chase, just physically, right, and right. go, how do you not put this guy well, in? And, and then the other thing, I just uh, even... God, Carson, I could talk about him all well, day. Well, the further the story, it's a worth talking about. This is amazing. It's something we've really never, never seen, to have this success by the second pick and just set the NFL on fire. Ben Roethlisberger had a lot of success. Oh, but it was it was just because of the team. It wasn't like, hey, Ben, we need you to Russell throw Russell Wilson had a lot of success. Still, I think it's different. You're actually relying on Carson Wentz to make big-time throws 
this early. I don't think those two were asked to do what he's doing. Interesting. I think that's where I would take it to another level. Okay. But even with Malcolm Jenkins, I'll just say this, because Malcolm, I know he knows football and all that. But what happens sometimes, too, is Malcolm's watching practice, right? And a lot of times in, in summer training camp, Carson Wentz was probably with the twos, even with the threes at time. Guys are screwing up plays and protections, balls, and you yeah. don't look. And he and they're having, and then he's having to go against the number one defense most of the time too. And you're going, man. And then you see you're watching Bradford when you do come off the field. Bradford's got all the starters around him, and he's going against the second and thirteen defense. And you're like, oh, uh, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Gotcha. So defensive guys sometimes just lose sight of that. I think. Back to Pittsburgh. Right. What are the holes of Pittsburgh? Like Arizona, you see a lot of holes there. What are the holes in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's two things. They both are related to their defensive side of the football. The secondary. They're going to have to start venturing into the man-to-man coverage a little bit because yeah, they went zone heavy weeks one and two and three. I mean, they they barely. They don't think they played. it. I don't know if I can remember one snap of man-to-man in the Philadelphia game. Wow. So, right. So they have to start doing it. Artie Burns is playing more. Uh, the Davis kid, Sean Davis, Sean did Davis. get hurt a little, but I do think they have to just take some chances every now and then just to give it a different look. Yeah. The other thing is lack of depth on their defense. It's, it is an issue. Well, you said that they have a core four. Right. They have Stefan Tuitt. They have the other Hayward. Hey, Casey Hayward. Case, uh, I think it is Casey, Casey Hayward. Uh, no. At, uh, Adam Hayward. That was the guy. That yeah, Fendrick, look it up. Uh, and then uh, uh, Timmons and Shazier. And you said if any of those four get hurt, they're in deep, deep sh- Yes. And both of them, all of them got hurt. I mean, the both linebackers got hurt. Yes. Timmons got hurt. Shazier's not 100%. Um, I, I, I'm it's driving me crazy. Adam, what the hell? It's is not that? Adam. Uh, you're embar- you're embarrassing that you weren't able to Google that and type. His name is Cameron Hayward. Cameron, jeez, what are you using? It. Are you using Ask Jeeves? Yes, Ask Jeeves. Are you using Oracle? I'm actually using Netscape Navigator. Jeez, you went to our lad. You didn't just type in Hayward Steelers. I went Cameron Hayward. You'll learn how to Google. All right, thanks, man. It's a little troubling though. They're, they got to play too many snaps and they play so hard. <laughs> and that it, was the story last year. Yes. Cameron Hayward and Stefan Tua pretty much played every single snap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a team. T- so you're not not a lot of positivity about the Cardinals and the Steelers. No, are you I, sure I you're have, not overreacting? I have, I have more faith in the Steelers than I do the Cardinals. The Steelers—they're getting Le'Veon Bell back. That's going to be big, and their O line. I still believe in their O line, even though just Fletcher Cox ruined their night. Yeah, Sims came out of there and said Fletcher Cox is the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Yes, he is right That's now. He's, him or Von Miller is the leader in the cl- in the the clubhouse. It's pretty incredible how Jim Schwartz has gotten Marcel Darius paid. He got Albert Hainsworth paid, and now. That's why the Eagles getting Fletcher Cox the contract before this season. I said that when they signed him, that there was a chance Fletcher Cox had the super Schwartz year, mm. and then they may have gotten him at value. They lo- and they made him lose weight just to be a little faster to get upfield. You could tell. Now, yeah, and I, I know that because uh, I know he told my dad that. Okay. It was like the first thing they said. You got to lose like 15 or 20. We need you to just w- – w- the, the well, funny people also don't realize you go from 3-4 defensive end to 4-3 defensive tackle. It's a different tackle. world. Yeah. Right. Now you're just allowed to go upfield and create Now instead havoc. of facing and tackles. And I've been with Schwartzy. Schwartzy is the king of like uh, – D-line, do whatever you want to do. Just go get the damn quarterback and the running back. Linebackers, clean up the trash. That's that's what he does. And yeah. he gets a good enough D-line. That How he, good is that defense? It's pretty good. Is, it, mean, is it deep playoff? Your corners good? are scary, but uh, <laughs> they're the, bad. The, you have good linebacker play. You have – you have multiple. You have yeah, five men on your defensive the line. The only thing I'm going to say to anyone that's listening out there that's like, oh, man, the Eagles could be for real, uh, pay attention to this Lane Johnson possible suspension. Right. Uh, this is in the bye week right now, and if Lane Johnson's out, that means there's a complete shift of the O-line and how good Carson Wentz, he could fall off real quick right. if he's now fighting Jenkins for his and McLeod are the saviors of your defense, too. Those safeties are awesome. They okay, are. Uh, Carolina. Carolina, we'll be quick with this. Yeah, Carolina loses to Minnesota. What is wrong with Carolina? Nothing's wrong with Carolina. We did the hidden truth during the week where Carolina just got to, uh, you know, what happened to, like, it doesn't have to be 400 yards on offense every week and Cam winning the MVP every week. Like, go through your defense. Do what Minnesota did. Carolina could have won that game. What was the final score of that game? Final score of that 20, game 22 was 22 to 10, to 10, I think. They could have won that game. 13 Vikings got to a safety, so now it's 20 to 10. Vikings got a interception for a touchdown or a fumble return for a touchdown? Uh, no, I don't think that's what happened. Uh, let me just make sure I, I got that right. No, it was it – was, I don't think they got any defensive touchdowns last week. Oh, they had the big punt return. That's where we're missing. Gotcha. 
but they had the big punt return. But the big thing is, yeah, Carolina every now and then, you got to realize, which they have not done in both games against the Super Bowl Broncos, the first game of the year Broncos, and game three of this year, that every now and then you're going to play a defense that's better than you and can ruin the game. Play through your defense. Carolina has an unbelievable defense. You play Minnesota – Try to win the game 16-10 to 10 instead of trying to embarrass trying them. Trying to be the 41-10. The yeah. Right. And, and I think that's where they need to kind of get back to that a little bit because uh, it, it is amazing. Yeah, they had the punt return for a touchdown. It is amazing. Which is a defensive touchdown. It's it, special teams. Yeah, right. Whatever. You're right. I mean, it, it, it holds this, the same weight. Uh, but that Carolina defense was phenomenal in that game. I mean, yeah, they were dominant. They were unbelievable. They kicked butt. Uh, but to hold the expect Cam to hold the ball – and wait for people to get open downfield with that front four with Minnesota, it's unrealistic to ask him that. Now, is he being greedy from time to time? Yes, he is. But uh, the Carolina Panthers defense, it's number three in football. And your issue is Cam Newton needs to not sit in the pocket so long. And no, was, can, we, can, Cam, can, we, can Cam throw a slant route or get the ball out of his hand quick Everything every is seven steps. Exactly. Everything it's is seven just step. too much. I said sometimes. this in one of our videos, too. That They'll get away with it early against Atlanta and New Orleans. First, Great. first game of this year when they were facing Denver, uh, they were up 13-3, I believe, in the, at the end of the half. And everyone was saying, wow, they adjusted from the Super Bowl. Cam Newton's doing three-step drops. He looks really in control. And in the second half, they started going for more shots when the game got close. And Von Miller got around Mike Remmers. Right. And it was a whole other game. So Even the Big, so the big that. thing to watch when you're looking at Carolina this year is, are they playing a team that can get after the quarterback? Yes. They're facing Atlanta this week. Negative Ghost Rider. Atlanta has three sacks in three games. Right. Somehow Carolina's only favored by three. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't understand it. I don't get it either. But then again, I thought Arizona was going to blow out Buffalo. Yeah, I know, but I think that West Coast trip is for real. Yeah, I think so too. So the one thing too, <laughs> Josh Norman used to play for the Panthers. The big story of this weekend, I think, was Josh Norman Odell. Do you feel like you're able to declare a winner in that matchup? The, yes, I mean, the, Odell Beckham Jr. wins every one. There's no there, Odell Beckham Jr. is the best receiver in football. Even though I don't like his antics at times, but I think people are held back by making that statement only because of like his antics. Just let's evaluate football. Like, he is an unstoppable force right now. I'm a little worried that he's going to go down the T.O. route where it's not on his fault, but because he is so popular, people are going to focus on things like demeanor. Right. And, like, like man, I, I'm not going to get into politics, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to start going, what about his actions off the field? And it's how about the fact that he's the best quarter, best wide receiver in the NFL, it, it, and you only watch that? Right. Why do you, you care what the he game. does on Fifth Avenue? You see the game. You see it, right? I mean, you see it too. Like yeah. you're sitting at home. He's first of all pops they, off the screen. I love that people are saying that is Odell the reason they lost that game? No, I think Eli throwing that interception to Sua Cravens, or the fact that they didn't they didn't stop a fake punt forty yard pass, or they let up a third and 15, 55 yard screen for a touchdown to Jamison Crowder. But we we always do this in sports. Or we Eli blame, missed two wide open touchdowns. We blame the pass. best player yeah. that put them in the position to win because right. they should have been the greatest player of all time instead of going. No, how about the fact that like. Like they don't have a freaking running game, and Shane Vereen got hurt, and now they're a one-trick pony relying on Orleans Darqua and Bobby Rainey, who was cut by multiple teams. Right. But no, let's focus on the guy that went seven for one twenty-one because I, because he dropped that one pass. It's it's unreal. But look, it's it's a lot and, easier. And you want to say yeah? Okay, he dropped one pass. He made like three unreal catches. Yeah. Um. Okay, so and then so obviously his emotions and blah 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 blah. blah, uh, blah, blah the blah, only blah. thing that I want to say is so he has been someone that kind of jumped on the scene and got a lot of attention before we get to guaranteed to lose quarterback rankings and all that stuff. I wanted to come on today and do a shut up, and I wanted to do shut up, Jalen Ramsey. After the first game, you call out Aaron Rodgers and you lost. After the third game, you call out Stephen Smith Senior and you lost. Right, but I thought about it. I love it. I love it because this is a guy that was a corner at Florida State, and we applauded him for years right. about trying to be the next prime time. Right. When you have prime time telling you that you're special, and I went back and watched Deion Sanders. I was telling you that last night. Right, right. When you have that guy saying that you're special, 
How are you not going to be confident? And you know what Jacksonville needs right now? Someone to be confident because none of them look confident. And when you watch Jacksonville in that game, did Jalen Ramsey shut down Steve Smith? No, Steve Smith got a catch or two on him. Yeah. But he also made a few plays where you go, who is that freakish 6'5 guy running around and diving and swatting balls and creating interceptions on a team that they have? Like, yeah, Telvin Smith is good, and I thought Puzlesny played well, and obviously Dante Fowler's a baller. Where's Miles Jack right now? Not playing. But is he un, is he hurt at all? Or no, anything? I think he's okay. I just I think they really like what Telvin and Puzzle. I just didn't see him. I haven't read anything about it. He hasn't been in any of the games. But Jalen Ramsey, you know what? If you can go out there and call out two future Hall of Famers, I love it. I really, really do. Because if you're going to be the guy that goes fifth pick in the draft, then you need to have that kind of confidence. Right. You know, I love the fact that Josh Norman, you know, picked up Odell and did all that stuff. When you're that confident, it's the one position in sports that I think you need to have an inflated ego. I really do. It's the only position where I I want my guy to get burned and then go, man, I'm still the best. It's the only position. Quarterback. Hey, Fitzpatrick, dial it back a step. (laughs) Calm down. But cornerback? Cocky as hell. You have to be. You have to be. You have to so be. for all those people that are saying shut up, you're stupid. No, I'll, I'll be honest, man. He uh, he's he a, freak is a freak show. He is freak show. Yes. Um, okay. And their defense is good. Their defense is good. Yeah. Uh, I still think they're going to get roasted in London. I would think so too. Yeah. Um, are we ready for guaranteed to lose? You had your first loss last week. Did he? Did I? My I first one. Are so we that, only picking three? You're picking three. So that picked, means you picked the Bills last week. Oh, oh that's right. Eight he got it on the fly. So he's eight and one on guaranteed. Nobody to lose. circles the wagons. <laughs> that's what I, I get it for saying that. So you're like eighty-eight percent. Yes. It's not bad. You get this one right. You get one right. You're at 90, and then you're working back towards 95. Oh, baby. All right. First up on Guaranteed to Lose. Oh, let's start in Atlanta. Atlanta. Hello. You have to play a pissed-off Carolina Panthers team. Bung. And your defense stinks. Stings. And this ain't the New Orleans Saints defense. This is the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I'll, yeah. S- I'll say Atlanta this. Falcons, you're going to lose. Yeah, I'll say this about the Falcons. They're the number one offense in football right now. I'm going to say these teams out loud, and I want Josh Fendrick to react to the teams they've played. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ugh. the New Orleans Saints, Ugh. and the Oakland Raiders. Oh, God. Literally three of the worst defenses in the NFL. Let's do our song for the second one. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenido, Miami. Oh, we got to go to Cincinnati on a short week. We're going to lose. We no good. We almost lost the freaking Cody Kessler. What the hell is going on? You mother ever stink. Yes, they are going to lose to the they Cincinnati are. Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I mean, them and the Carolina Panthers, of course, are the best one and two teams. Cincinnati Bengals are one and two, and they're probably higher in your power rankings than a lot of teams. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I honestly thought like about keeping Cincinnati. I can't remember exactly where I ended up. They're like at eight or nine, somewhere in there. I honestly thought about, like, I might keep them like five or six just yes. below the Eagles. Like, would I, you guarantee to pick the Eagles? No, the, I would pick the Bengals. Right. If the Eagles had to go to Cincinnati, I would pick the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Right. Uh, okay, so you know what I just did for Atlanta, the teams they've played? Here's the teams that Cincinnati's played. New York Jets. Oh. No, tough. I know. You're supposed to react the other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so New York Jets. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretty good. Denver Broncos. Wow. Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. So they've played three teams that have, like, top ten talent all over the field. But they're one and two, Adam. Yeah, well. They're one and two. You guys look at the records, and we'll look at the tape. But they're one and two. And now, the last team on Guaranteed to Lose. Oh, baby. This is a tough one, actually. I was, like, a little bit, like. I'm really uncomfortable with how you just said that. (laughs) Oh, baby. Uh, okay, well, I feel best that, oh, old reliable, chicken in the car, car won't go, that's how you spell Chicago, hey. you're going to lose, your defense stinks, you got no pass defense, and it's Matt Stafford, and he's hot as hell, that's yes. all I got for that one. Uh, that- Three out of four weeks picking the Bears so far this year. Oh, baby, they're old reliable. They're the worst team in football. Yes, they are. And They're the worst combination of not having talent and injuries to the talent they did have and lack of coaching. Would would you have so those are, we're doing 3, right? 3, correct. Would you have taken Tampa? I would have. 
You would have taken Tampa. I don't but know what it is that scares me a little from that. If you made me, can I tell you five, the only thing that's scaring me right. is the fact that Vegas only has Denver minus three. <laughs> because I'm like, how are people still giving Denver these three point lines when they're clearly the best team? And Taylor, uh, Trevor Simeon just showed you last week that he can throw it deep. Um, but. Look, I watch Tampa, and I think they're undisciplined. I think that they don't have a running game, and I think they're about to face a Denver defensive line that, oh, DeMarcus Ware, oh, no, they're going to be bad. So Shane Ray comes in and gets three sacks. Shane Ray and Von Miller are going to be going up against a soft Tampa Bay offensive line with a quarterback that holds it longer than Cam Newton and isn't Cam Newton. I love Jameis. I really do. Right. But guess what? Mike Evans is an amazing matchup for Aqib Tlaib. That's the type of receiver that Aqib Tlaib loves to face. Aqib Tlaib doesn't like to face T.Y. Hilton, but he'll go up against Mike Evans all day. It's definitely a better matchup. And for now you got those that. linebackers swarming around. I, I think Tampa Bay might – I mean, Tampa Bay has more defensive touchdowns allowed this year, I think, than anyone else. Right. Arizona, I think they had – Arizona had two, two against yeah, them. Yeah, I think they might have And two. then uh, St. Louis had I uh, – One, for one. sure. Right. Um, yeah, I just – I think Tampa Bay is soft. Let's rank some quarterbacks. Tampa's okay. scary. That's a little scary to me, though. I know. I, if I have to pick five for the video because tomorrow – Because Andrew Luck didn't make it a difficult game for the Denver Broncos, but I right. think Andrew Luck's a lot better than – And then you think of, like, the Buffalo Bills in New England. That I was another one. I do, too, but I'm, I'm a little scared to put them in my top three guaranteed to lose. Yeah, they're in my top five locks. Like, what if Jimmy's arm's not quite feeling 100% and, give it and to Rex does some crazy stuff? The Patriots are going to outscore the Bills with their defense. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, Josh is over here showing me Carson Wentz T-shirts. Mm, he's amazing. I'm so happy. What a nerd. Uh, okay, now it's time for the quarterback. I had some just before we even get to this. So, I had some – Coaches tell me this this past week that, and I you know I don't I take it with a grain of salt, but that, you know of course now the Carson Wentz lovers that are coming out, and I didn't talk to all these guys about like Carson Wentz coming out in the draft. I knew they liked him, but now they're like, oh, I mean it wasn't even close. I don't know what people were looking at. I had one coach tell me that they had a fourth round grade on Jared Goff. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, wow, fourth grade NFC fourth, or AFC coach? AFC. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I I, I had a, a situation with my dad where I actually got upset, where he was like, "Can you believe Carson Wentz?" And I said, "I'm so angry that I spent the entire summer and much of spring telling anyone who would listen how good Carson Wentz is, and no one believing it. And now they're like, "But this kid's incredible. This came out of nowhere." And I'm like. Dude, we talked about it for like we can, five months. We can roll back the video that we put That's out. That's what I tell uh, everybody. I love the, week the one the thing I love that I work for a tech company. I love that. Is it all the videos live on I the go, I go, go look it up because I got verification. What was the video a week before the combine? The week before the combine when he said that Wentz was like Andrew Luck's arm and you compared him to all the right, pros. We made the, we made the pro player comparisons where I had to make these concoctions. I'm not buying any Wentz stuff because I made a bet with one of our producers, Connor Rogers, uh, after the draft that uh, Carson Wentz, we're, we would wait three years right. and we would compare Carson Wentz to Jared Goff and go, who was better? Right. And then the lo- the loser has to buy the winner a jersey of the other guy. Oh. And I'm, I'm in, gonna wait for I got to wait three years to get this Carson Wentz yeah, jersey. Yeah, well, just buy your own jersey, okay? And then you can have an extra one. February 26th, 907,000 views, uh, 907,000 views on Facebook. Carson Wentz could be the most talented QB prospect to enter the NFL since Andrew Luck, can, Chris Sims. Ooh, it's pretty good what? to pat your back. Should you I that, that tweet that out? I think we should tweet that out. All right, so I will send tweet that, it out. No, 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 don't tweet it out. Send it to Nick, and then he can put it on Sims' account. Uh, oh, he's Nick, got, Nick he, retweets me from he's the got, podcast account. He's got verification to do the okay. tweet, right. tweeter, yeah, too. Yeah, we're good. What about wait? This is the other thing. What's the first comment on there? I would love to hear that. Uh, the first Why is it bad? Well, um, they uh, aren't they always? Uh, the first. So the first couple comments are good. Yeah, let's hear. Please, please, please. Can the NFL and the NFL paid media stop the never-ending propping up of luck? How many subpar oh, performances okay. so can we make attack. excuses for? He's the most overhyped player in NFL history. Right. It has nothing to do with this. Next team. comment. Right. Chris Sims also said that Tom Brady wasn't even a top five quarterback. His opinion <laughs> clearly holds no value, Damn. which is perfect. No need to read any more comments because it's time for Chris Sims. Is top five quarterbacks Man. brought to you by available sponsors here. All right, Sims. Seriously, you're going to send that to get tweet that out, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Okay. 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 Uh, your top five quarterbacks. These are quarterbacks that impressed you in the week before. We are looking for ability. We are looking for uh, time management. Right. We are looking for the way they play and the game. winning counts. And I, winning I does usually count. only add like one losing quarterback a week on my on my. All list. right. So number five. He ain't my brother, but he might be my cousin, Kirk Cousins. Yes, Kirk Cousins at number five. Wow. Yeah. 
Yes, Kirk Cousins made some big throws in that game. He really did. Plus, with the added fact, I'm, I'm taking this on, too. They were 0-2. There was already the grumblings in the locker room. Well, Kirk Cousins was the savior last year, but we've lost two games, and now there's grumblings in the rock, locker room whether he can handle this. So Kirk Cousins is my number five. That's shocking to me. He number some, four. He, I think if we went back and watched the game together on film, you go, huh, I don't remember some of those throws. Cause that's he what did lay some right down the middle. He threw the big, deep pass yep. to Deshaun Jackson. He threw a few others, yes, down the middle of the field that were kind of impressive. So, yeah, and between yeah, some linebackers. And his stats pages. were good, too. I mean, Number four. Number four <laughs> is my only losing quarterback on the list, and I think you could figure it out if you think real quickly. Can't Five, maybe. four, three. Two. Matt Stafford. Thank you. Yeah. We got a winner. Yes, Matt Stafford was absolutely phenomenal in that game. He really uh, was. Really, other than the first three drives, he outperformed Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the game. He's been making a lot of plays, and his throws were unbelievable. But even just, you know, again, moving in the pocket, uh, Matt Stafford is one of the five best throwers of the football in the game right now. He is truly phenomenal. So Number three. A, number three. Was also in that game, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers wasn't, you know, listen, they dialed it back a little and they got to the big lead. Uh, but the way he started the game, if anybody can remember, first drive, scrambles, nobody's open, hits, uh, you know, Randall Cobb down the field for like a 40 something yard gain. That was amazing. Next drive, next, another huge throw. And Aaron Rodgers is the most unstoppable quarterback I have ever seen in the red zone in my life. Once he gets inside the 20, his ability to buy time and then call your bluff because he can go run for 10 yards yeah. and he makes coverages come up. That first touchdown, or I think it was the second yeah. touchdown, he ran at the linebacker. They right. came up and they and just, just dumped just, it over his head because right. he, he can it. run. Right. It is so frustrating because we bet on the Lions and we covered, which is great. Right. But you're watching and you're like, yes, we got him. Third and nine. And then he runs for 15 yards yes. and it's demoralizing. Demoralizing. Number two. Number two. I'm going to say you're going to go with. Um, I like this. Yeah, no, I actually, I was actually doing this. Oh, I was actually to out. Uh, just hurry up and figure it out already. It's a podcast, and we're on here for a freaking hour. Uh, okay, Trevor Simeon. Trevor you Simeon, lose, I knew yes. you were gonna do that. Trevor Simeon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's who. I thought you were gonna go Trevor Simeon two, and then I feel like you're gonna be coy and go with Jacoby Brissett one. But Trevor Simeon deserves number two. Let's just talk about he was him great. first. Yes, I mean, uh, his two big throws down the left sideline won them the game. Made a few other really nice throws, and once again, you know what the funny thing is in Denver. Emmanuel Sanders is their best receiver. Yep. Demarius Thomas is the one getting all the money, but yep. the offense and all the big plays happened through Emmanuel Sanders. There was, there was one drive one. that was all Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, I, I, he is phenomenal. The other thing about Trevor Simeon that no one gives him credit for is his pocket presence and his ability to extend plays. That pass rush was coming after him. It was. And there was a number of plays where he would roll out and then hit that eight-yard pass across the middle on third down. That's the other thing I think we got to think about in that game, too. Now, listen, he could have thrown two picks in the game. He's He's been a little shaky with some decisions here and there, which is going to happen when you've only played four games in your career. Yeah. So maybe that's part of the Vegas reasoning as well. Number one. Go ahead. Number one. Go ahead. You going with Jacoby? <laughs> I'm going to say then that you're going to go um, – I'm going to say that you're going to go with Andrew Luck. <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> Are you nothing. kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're not – Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Carson Wentz. I forgot. I just assumed that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yes, Carson Wentz was. I mean, Sorry to everybody for Chris Sims's buzzer effect. Yes, that was. Uh, I, I'm blown away by Carson Wentz right now. I really am. I mean, uh, are you going to give him the uh, he, Aaron Rodgers quarterback treatment man. that scared off Dan Patrick? Oh, you anyway, mean, <laughs> before we get to the game picks, do you want to talk about Carson? No, before. we talked enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, the only thing I will say is I disagree with Kirk Cousins, and I would have put Luck in there. I, I thought about Luck. Uh, one of the reasons I just didn't do Luck is the Chargers' defense gotcha. has been a little bit of an issue, and I wanted, I do put something into just like the pressure of the situation. Sure, it's a and tougher I, game. Yeah. And Matt, let's just give a little credit. Matt Ryan, let's give him credit now because I think we're going to be talking about bad Matt Ryan next week, but – He's been great these first three weeks. He's been very good. There's no doubt. The, the, the first week wasn't that. great. 
Yeah. Week two and three were very good. Before we get to the game picks, while we're talking quarterbacks, a question from the review section on iTunes. Oh, hello, iTunes reviews. Hello, review section. Please, everybody, go and review because, look, we were out there at, like, number three, and all these other podcasts have, like, three, 400, like, reviews, and we had, like, 20. And I, if you guys want to go in there, there were some that were saying that Sims is an idiot, uh, which, whatever, that literally happens every time we do a video. Right. But, like, a lot of them were super cool, and it was fun to read. So the question from Little Donut 11 uh, <laughs> First of all, great username. Subject, great podcast. Your guys' podcast is really good. Chris, can you explain why you think Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Tom Brady? Do you think Aaron Rodgers would have four rings with the New England Patriots? I would say he would have be better than Tom Brady in every category. Aaron Rodgers. There's not a single category. Inventory no. of offense. No. Well, Aaron Rodgers is smart. If someone would just teach it to him, he would learn it too. Uh, no, there's not a single category. Sorry. All, again, Clutchness. I'm going to say this once again. Go back to the transcript before the Packers played the Patriots two years ago. B- B- Bill Belichick basically there said, you, you, there's nothing your defense can do to stop Aaron Rodgers. You just got to hope that he's off. Uh, but it's all about stopping him. It's the worst offense in football, Little Donut 11, the Green Bay Packers. It is the worst offense in football. It is not about it has it gives him no schematical advantage. It is literally all about Aaron Rodgers weekly. And as you could see, let's just week two, Jimmy Garoppolo against the Miami Dolphins, whoever it may be. Here's Belichick's quote. Right. He said, What are the sim- a reporter said, Do you see any similarities between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and how they've elevated their games? I'm and s- Belichick's answer was right. they both wear number twelve. Right. He wasn't gonna give Tom the credit to even compare he wasn't gonna disrespect it goes on more. I don't remember the and specifics. And then he goes on to say, Aaron Rodgers is a great player. He does a tremendous job, really, at everything. He has no weak points. He makes every throw. He handles the team very well at the line, checks and adjustments. He certainly sees the defense well. He uses all of his weapons, makes great throws from the short ones to intermediate, down the field, sidelines, back shoulder, deep routes, and he has a great ability to extend plays either sliding. He's quick. He's big. He throws the ball very accurately. He has great vision down the field. He finds guys when there's not a lot of space, but then he finds them and hits them. He's really good. I'm not taking anything away. From anyone else, but this guy's a really good player. Right. So he's he was that was his nice way of saying Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He's unstoppable. Uh, Bill Belichick knows that offense better than Mike McCarthy. Uh, I know that offense as good as Mike McCarthy. It's it, there's nothing to it. There's really only Aaron Rodgers and a few people in football that can make that go in general. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the most physically gifted quarterback our game has ever seen. You got to remember this is the even o- more than Cam Newton. Like the phrase "physically gifted" yeah. to me, like size is can, a skill. All right, I understand that. It's not like Aaron Rodgers isn't bowling over guys. He, he's faster than Newton. I mean, we, we watch it every week. He's faster. He's ev- in fact, he's, I would say he's he quicker too. Than Cam Newton? Yes, he does. No. Yes, he does. No. Aaron Rodgers probably has the greatest arm in the history of football. Like I said, I've never seen Cam throw at seventy five. You are just yards. caught up in the moment. <laughs> I've never seen Cam throw ever, at seventy five. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it a few times. That's you why we eat? need to bring back the quarterback challenge right. to see how far they can throw it. You ever eaten a donut before? Yeah, I love donuts. Oh, okay. Wait, but I'm not even done yet with this because he got me started. The other thing too, if Dude, you your look, pants be- are rising. if you look before the year, uh, Air- Bill gave Tom another backhanded compliment because he goes, "Oh, he's certainly one of the all-time greats," and it's amazing because he's done it without the talent of Aaron Rodgers and John Elway. So he's basically trying to tell you without crapping on his own quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Brady's great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean. New England's a well-oiled machine. It's like it's to me. It's a. I think the Brady thing is a, the same thing as the Breeze thing. When people are like Breeze is the be- one of the best quarterbacks of all time, I go, no. I go, look, I go to watch him execute that offense is masterful. He is a maestro. He knows every single play. He orchestrates it well. But I just can't put him on the same platform no. as the Elway. Brady's in better than Breeze. Yes. So the, the, Brady in his prime had a phenomenal arm, and he he is in that top five top ten conversation all time but for some you know i get sick of the all you guys hear me say it all the time i just get sick of the all-time great conversation because if we're just going to talk about super bowl wins then it's just there's don't even talk about it then it's stupid that phil sims is better than dan marino you've heard me say this so you think brady's top three all time though right i just Uh, i know why i keep asking i think it's close i think it's close Uh, all right right, well last thing there there last thing there i got your drew Brees because you've opened up a can of worms Drew Brees didn't play week three last year against the Carolina Panthers. Luke Carolina McCown Panthers, one of the best teams. 22 of 24. Right, 31 of 38 for 310 yards. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback in, in New Orleans. Uh, there, there is 
half the league, at least, you could put in New Orleans, and they would throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns. All right, hold on. I have a really good question. There we go. And then we got to pick games. Yes. If Blake Bortles was on the Patriots or the Saints. That is not half the league. (laughs) He's on the other half of the league. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Anyway, looking back to week three on the oh game Oh, my gosh. Hubris week, guys. Took it on the chin. Not a great week for either of you. Uh, Lefko, you – so with I us, beat Sims in our, in our betting You show. did, but we picked straight up on the podcast. Yeah. You guys were both wrong on Pittsburgh. You were both wrong on the Giants. You were both wrong on Carolina. You guys both picked Denver over Cincinnati. Got that right. Sims, you picked the Chiefs. Lefko, you picked the Jets. Sims, you pick up a game on Lefko going two and three. Lefko, you went one and four, which means I honestly overall, don't Sims, feel bad about any of those. Sims, you're eight and eight. Lefko, you're nine and seven. I really don't feel bad about any tough, of those. Man. I mean, if somebody out there was like, you know what? I think Minnesota, without their running back, without their left tackle, and without their starting defensive tackle, is going to beat Carolina. Right. But now we know. That's why the, I, I saw someone say the change between weeks two and three is greater than the change between one and two. We're getting more of a sample size. We're starting to see these guys play tough teams, and we're going to get more accurate as it goes on. Right. First game up, the Seahawks at the Jets. This is the hardest one. Lefko, you're up first. Um, I went with the Seahawks. You did. Um, and I I went with the Seahawks because I look at the Jets' offense, and I think even if Chan Galley wants to run it, I think that this Seahawks' defense is going to be all over the place. And I think that it's going to have I – I think that – both quarterbacks are going to have to make plays. And I think that Russell Wilson has shown the propensity this year to hit a few deep shots every game. Yeah. He's had a few deep shots against St. Louis. He had a few deep shots against San Francisco. He even had a few deep shots against Dolphins. Uh, but, look, I just don't think that he's going to turn it over as much as Fitzpatrick. I know the argument that Fitzpatrick's going to reel it back. I get it. But I also think it's part of his freaking nature. Yeah. He did it against Cincinnati. I think that I, I, I just I, I think the Jets are a better football team, but I trust the Seahawks more, even though it is a West Coast team playing a one o'clock game, right. and I should learn my damn lesson. Yes, Sims, you your pick. I'm picking the Jets. I've picked the Jets. Uh, I, th- I'll say this right off the bat: this is the game I'm most excited to watch all week. Are you most I, excited because you know you're right? No, I just want to watch these two teams kill each other. That's what I want because the Jets are going to be semi desperate at one and two, and Seattle tries to kill whoever they're playing. So. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Seattle's not going to be able to physically bully the Jets, which is why I give them the advantage. I do think the Jets have at least enough of a short pass game and enough weapons to at least create some plays. And I do worry about Russell Wilson's ability to make some plays in this game. There's one the X MCL. factor. So, Jimmy Graham Jimmy is Graham back. Jimmy Graham certainly no Jimmy doubt about Graham it. Jimmy Graham is back. Oakland at Baltimore. Sims, you're up first. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, correct. I yeah. thought you were going Oakland. No. I, I went a, Baltimore, too. Uh, I picked Oakland with the, the spread. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, so you agree with me, though, that Baltimore is just the more fundamentally sound team on both sides of the ball? Yes, I do. I, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm still scared of Oakland's defense. I think Baltimore will eventually get through that Oakland D, right. and I think Oakland will eventually get stymied a lot. Look, that game against Tennessee – Derek Carr had one play where he eluded four guys and just threw it up to get halfway down the field. They had another play where it was a deep ball uh, on a touchdown. Another one that was a deep ball. Like, it was four or five plays that were 40-plus yards, but they didn't move the ball at all on Tennessee. I like Latavius Murray, but the offensive line is messed up. They're having tackle injury issues right now, and it's not that creative of an offense. No, it's not. It's not crazy. They have a nice little formula of yeah. what they do. They want to run the ball. They get in a few little different sets, and they take a few shots every game. That's the, the and best Baltimore thing. is one of those teams where I think people in their pick'em leagues are yep. going to go. They're a very overrated three and zero because they beat Buffalo, Cleveland, and uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, man, but they're so physical up front. Like, and I think Oakland's one of those teams where they're kind of still the young bunch, as they've shown us. And you're about to get punched in the face, and they're going from West Coast to East Coast at one o'clock. Thank you. Rams at Cardinals. Rams at Cardinals. Left go. You're up first. Who did I pick? Uh, you picked after a long, long. <laughs> I really uh, want to pick the Rams. Stretch of self doubt. You picked the Cardinals. I think that this is going to be a. a I, yeah, you're such a wuss. Did you take the Rams? No. You I took did. the card. Who'd you take? I took the card. I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah. 
I think the Lefko Rams was really close to taking. I think the Rams. the Rams cover the spread. Like I feel the same way about this game the way I feel about Detroit Green Bay last week, where I look at the I look at the the Rams and I go, okay, how would you beat the Cardinals? Okay, well, first thing is you need some guys that can really mess up that offensive line, and they have that Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn. That's right. the first thing. Two, I think that they're fast enough and they got some speed to mess around with David Johnson on the outside, and I think Tremaine Johnson can match up with. Um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd has a concussion, um, and I look at offensively. I think I'm going to be. I'm just going to say it. Case Keenum is better than I thought he was, mm-hmm. and Rob Boris is calling better plays than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I just I gotta think that Arizona, after getting punched in the face and coming home, is going to go. We are not sleeping on a division rival. I would think so too, and you got to be a little scared. I mean. The Rams let up a lot of big plays every week. The thing that scares me the most is that Todd Gurley, I told you, you still need to watch it. Todd Gurley looked like Todd Gurley in the third and fourth right, quarter. Right. And if he gets going against that Cardinals defense, which allowed a lot of runs to LaShawn McCoy, yes, that's why I spent so much. Because I went, if Gurley gets going, it's over. Right. The Rams are winning this game. But you picked the Cardinals. Next game. The main reason, too, is I'm thinking my pick em league. I don't think anyone's going to pick the Rams. So it's like if I lose, everybody loses. Next right. game, right. Chiefs at Steelers. Sims, you're up first. I am picking the Chiefs to win the football game. I am. I, listen, I still like the Steelers. I just think this is a really tough matchup for them, actually. And they are severely beat up. That's what really would scare me about the Pittsburgh matchup. Uh Pittsburgh, like we talked about with Carson Wentz, they have shown the inability to play man-to-man coverage. Uh, and I just think that Kansas City has shown me a little something. If if Alex Smith will just push the envelope a little bit throwing the ball down the field, he's going to have chances to guys like Kelsey and Macklin and Chris Conley. And don't sleep on little Tyreek Hill. He's a little bug. He is a little bug. I like how they're using him yeah. and their defense – it's one of the best secondaries in football. Yep. Their defensive line is really good. Yeah, Their Marcus O-line Peters, is really good. Uh, so I'm taking Kansas City to win the game, too. Oh. Uh, the main reason is I went back and looked at how the Steelers did last year in Le'Veon Bell's first game. It was, unfortunately, the game that Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in the St. Louis Rams game. Right. But that first half, I remember us watching and going, they're trying so hard to feature him that they're no longer running their offense. Did you pick them in our Facebook thing? I did today? pick the Chiefs. You did? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we both we both took the points with the Chiefs, the right. Steelers, and the Giants. Right. Last um, game. Well, the only other thing that I'm going to say about the Chiefs is I think the Chiefs are built at this point the same way that the Eagles are built. I don't see a lot of wide receivers that scare me, but their system is all underneath, and that's the best way to beat the Steelers. If I learned anything from that game, I go, okay, well, the Steelers won that first game against Washington because Kirk Cousins took too many chances. They won that second game against Cincinnati because they took a little bit of chances. The Eagles played underneath and were able to wear them down, and I think Kansas City does does that even better than the Eagles as a system, right. not with a better quarterback. Right. And I just think that defensive front, I mean, Marcus Peters is not going to be afraid of Antonio Brown at all. And I think he's going to be able to cover him really well. And then it's going to come down to, okay, Ben, you like you got to make magic. That's the biggest score. Because he could do it. But that's the biggest thing. That, that I would say when I had to pick this game for my article, I, that was the biggest thing that worried me, is that, of course, Pittsburgh's going to be pissed off and embarrassed by their performance. But – if they're, they're the one weakness with Kansas City is they don't have a great pass rush right now. They are missing Justin Houston. And, yeah. damn, you give – I don't care if you got 60 on Sanders back there. Yeah, if you give Big Ben too much true. time. I mean, Fletcher Cox made him look bad. And so not that's, a lot what teams scares Fletcher Cox's. that's what scares me. Last game, Giants mm. at the Vikings. Lefko, you go first. I don't remember who I picked. Uh, you picked the Minnesota Vikings. I did pick the Minnesota Vikings. I think that, and I, you're, you're taking the Giants? I am taking the Give Giants. Give your Giants speech. Uh, I'm taking the Giants because I think the Giants have uh, extremely good defense, which we, we, how can you be too excited about Minnesota's offense in general? The Giants' defense, their front four can sit there and stop the run, I do think, almost by itself. Uh, the Giants' secondary a little beat up. Eli Apple, DRC, doesn't look like they're going to play. But either way, uh, they got good enough corners in Leon Hall and Janoris Jenkins to hold it down. There's not that many weapons in the pass game for the Vikings. And then the other thing is, this is not Carolina on the other side of the ball. There's more dangerous weapons on the outside in Cruz, Shepard, and Odell Beckham Jr. This is Eli Manning in this offense. They have a lot more short passing game, mm-hmm. so they won't take the, make the same mistake as Carolina did by holding the ball forever. 
Uh, you're making me question my oh, pick. Oh, too late. You pick Minnesota Vikings. You have purple sweater on. You have to pick them. Uh, may I fluff <laughs> your pillow? Uh, the main thing I was going to say is they already know this system because they faced it in Green Bay. Yes, there's no doubt. But the reason I'm questioning it is Green Bay ain't got ain't the weapons. Got, ain't got Odell Beckham Jr. Only thing I'm going to say is I think that the Vikings formula of – this defense, which I think is special, mm-hmm. and I think that D-line is going to get pressure. Um, Sam ain't going to make mistakes. I think Zimmer is a much better coach than McAdoo. I, I know it's early, but I think he is. And I think that it's going to be a field position game, and I just see Minnesota grinding them down. I, see, I, see a, I think Giants are more talented, and I think in Week 14 – I think the Giants will show that they are the better team than Minnesota. I think Minnesota is bland. Yeah. They're bland right now. They are. If you're I don't rely, think your, your, your logic is correct, though. I mean, yeah, if you, if you're gonna who rely, did you pick against the spread in that one? Giants. You picked the Giants. I the think Minnesota points. wins this game by one. Right. One or two points. Right. Um, but it's mainly because I think it's going to be a defensive game. When I saw that Shane Vereen went out, and I know that you're going to be one-dimensional, and they don't need to load up the box, and those linebackers can fly underneath with, with Xavier Rhodes being back now, I'm relying on special teams, which they're really good at, right. and defense. That was the other reason why I wanted to pick the Rams, is because their special teams in the first few weeks has been, you know who their special teams coach is? I do. Fossil. Yes. And they have, the best in football. they have little things drawn up every week that no one talks about special teams. Right. And they are really, really good. And that's how St. Louis has won a lot of those games. Yeah. Uh, if they had the punt return against the Seahawks. Yeah. They've done this stuff before to get back to that game. But I'm just relying on that Minnesota defense. And Sam will not make the mistakes. And I, I think Eli sometimes has the need to push the envelope. And this is the wrong team to do it against. That's, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, how do you feel, Josh? I feel great. Oh, my God. I just realized something. What? This is episode 82, and we never talked about a player. Jeez, 82. Tory Smith. Ooh, that is an 82. Hold on. We missed some stupid ones last week in 81. Some yes. people called us. Uh, I want, we're going to give a shout-out next week to the guy whose tweet I forgot to mention, talking about Calvin Johnson and um, Tim Brown uh, for 81s. That was bad. James Jett was 82. Mm. Hold on. Who's another good 82? God bless you. Richard Rogers. <laughs> that was a good one, though. It was an 82. It was an 82. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't uh, uh, thank you guys for all your support. It's been really cool to see us go up the charts like that. I hope you enjoy, enjoy our very detailed discussion of the NFL. We hold nothing back. Leave we, reviews. We do not care about your friends. We do not care about the teams. We literally just want to be honest and be right and tell you guys what you should know. Please leave a review. Continue to tweet at us and enjoy the football, everybody. Peace out, homies. Good night, everybody.